Welcome to episode number 64, Dealing with Critics in the Boardroom. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's get started. back to the larger goal, and that is powerful. I'm your host, Kristen Browning, and I am so glad you stopped in. This show is designed to help you adopt next-level thinking and to dismantle old belief systems and practices that could be keeping you from playing a bigger game. Women today more than ever before are raising their standards, blowing up old business frameworks, and disrupting the status quo. Is it time for you to do the same? If so, come on inside and let's begin. Ready, set, let's go. I'm so glad that we're talking about this today because dealing with critics in the boardroom or in your personal space or in other working professional environments, it can be a really challenging task. And I realized a handful of years ago that critics are not going to go away. I like to refer to them as the spectators, not the participants. They're in the stands while you're getting beaten and broken on the field. They're your Monday morning quarterbacks. They have a lot to say. They're the people that like to share opinion over sound counsel. And I realized It's not going to go away, right? And I've experienced it all too often throughout my career. So what's the best choice here, my friend? It is to understand and develop strategies as a leader to effectively handle critics in the boardroom or whoever surrounds you. So the first thing is not an easy one. It is a big ask. And I know for me, it is especially difficult is to stay calm and composed. You know why? Because it's crucial, my friend, to maintain your composure and not let criticism trigger an emotional response. Think about that. To not let criticism trigger an emotional response. Because when we do that, we've lost. Think about that for a second. You may have said something so epic emotionally and you might feel really, really good about it in the moment. But then you walk away and you realize, ah. That was really immature of me, or that wasn't the best version of me. That's not the reflection of a leader that I want to be or to showcase in the boardroom or in your personal space. Because when you emotionally respond, you let that critic get the best of you. So the best thing to do is take a deep breath. Now, I'm going to be honest with you because that's how I roll on the show. Taking a deep breath hardly ever helps me. (laughs) I might have to take 90 of them, but I know that it's important just to kind of regulate myself. And in the moment, I might not understand the power of taking a deep breath, but it is important. Research shows that it's important, so I must believe it. Remain calm and listen. Think about this for a second. See, when I'm under attack, especially in my executive space um, throughout my career, I was already preparing the response. I was already listening rather than knowing the real power is listening attentively to what the critic is saying. 
You see, my old self will completely disregard a critical statement by someone that I know was not for me. They were more against me. And I knew then that the best thing to do was to craft this best comeback statement. This is not a good strategy. In fact, it is the opposite. When you listen attentively, you're able to truly understand what the critic is saying. I don't know if you've heard the common statement, seeking to understand before being understood, but in this case, it is very, very vital to seek to understand. So rather than getting defensive or being dismissive, which is kind of like the go-to human reaction, I'm inviting you to try to understand the perspective of the critic. Yeah, that was like crickets, wasn't it? (laughs) Got really quiet, right? But it's very true. I want you to try to understand the perspective of the critic. When someone is attacking you, it may be intentional. Believe me, I've been there. And it could be very unintentional. And because you already have a very jaded relationship with the person or the group of people, everything that is said could feel like it's an attack. But if you're trying to understand the perspective of the critic, here's how you can do it. Ask powerful questions to gain clarity. For me, this is one of my best moves in leadership. I have realized that a lot of critics just want to speak. They just want to voice their opinion. They just want to control the conversation. They want to be dominating. But if you reverse that, if you flip that script and you start to strategically craft questions to gain clarity about their concerns or to further understand the motivation behind what appears to feel very attack-like, this will demonstrate that you value their input because good leaders, no matter what, see every individual in the organization or even in their life as valuable. You don't always have to like the person. It just reminds me. (laughs) I used to say this to my children. You don't always have to like mommy, but you have to always love her. So same thing here. You don't always have to like your colleagues or people that are very negative or who are criticizing your good, hard effort and work in this world, but value their input and be willing to consider different viewpoints. Think about that. So if the intention of the critic was to corner you or to just rock your boat or to derail you, when you flip this script, my friend, and you start to ask questions to gain clarity and you start to really lean in to the concerns or to the viewpoints, imagine the critic sitting in the seat right now. You've just reversed the whole situation. Also, remember this. While it may not always be handy, and you may have to say, I will get back to you with this, it's still important to do this next step. And that is to respond with facts and data. Data is everything. I always say that numbers do not lie. But when you're addressing criticism, back up your statements with factual information and really listen in. 
The next time somebody's criticizing you in the boardroom or your personal space, I want you to really listen in and see if what they're saying is factual. And if it's not, you can ask them. Can you back that up with some factual information? What data supports that position of yours? What evidence have you looked through to draw this conclusion? But at the same time, when you're responding, I want you to also be prepared to back up your statements with factual information, data, and evidence. It is very, very vital. This can help support your position. It can help support your ability to stay confident because you have the data. It no longer is just your thoughts. It's no longer what Kristen Browning is saying in the boardroom. It has to do with the actual factual information, data, and evidence. And this supports your position again. Remember, this supports your position. Say it again with me. This supports your position. And it provides foundation to what the decisions you know need to be or the necessary next actions. Number three, I want you to acknowledge valid points. Even if it is coming from the mouth of somebody that just raises the hair on your arms, your skin, the back of your neck, acknowledge valid points. Let's face it, if there are valid points in the room, even within the criticism, it's important to acknowledge them openly. That shows your confidence. That shows your intelligence. That shows your leadership maturity. Admitting mistakes or areas of improvement especially shows one of my favorite words and concepts in leadership is humility and a willingness to learn, a willingness to accept feedback. What do I always say? Feedback is data. It gives the opportunity to willingly accept it and to learn from it. And as you're acknowledging valid points made by your critics, emphasize your commitment to continuous improvement and discuss how you plan to address those concerns that were raised in the boardroom. Uh, We're not perfect. I've already said that in a prior podcast. We're not perfect. We are imperfectly perfect. We're humans. We're going to mess up a lot. We're not always going to have the right answers, nor should we. So it's important when we're receiving tough feedback, especially from somebody that's wanting to see you fail. I hate to say that because I'm such a positive person, but that's just the reality. It is still important to acknowledge something in a mistake area. And if you have a gap, leaning towards understanding that gap and striving for continuous improvement is totally crucial and critical. The next thing is I want you to, this has helped me so much throughout my career over the last 10 years of my 25 years of leadership. Man, if I'd only known my future self early on, oh, how many things I would have reversed as a leader. Focus on the bigger picture. Focus on the bigger picture. Remember this. When you're in the boardroom, you are trying to focus on the organization's goals and objectives, not your goals and objectives. Think about that. It's really tough sometimes, especially if you're new to leadership. And if you're an executive leader, can we just focus on that for a minute? It's about the greater good of the organization. It is not about your feelings in that moment. You know, if somebody's being like very disrespectful to you, that's something that absolutely does have to be addressed. 
I'm talking about just your negative colleagues, the people that want to see you fail, the people that are constantly criticizing your work. Just keep remembering to focus on the greater picture, the greater good of the organization. Explain how your decisions align with the overall strategy and long-term vision. It's not about Kristen Browning. It's not about you, listener, my friend. It's about the overall strategy and long-term vision. So think about this for a second with me. By framing your responses in the context of the company's mission, you can redirect the focus back to the larger goals. And that is powerful, okay? And it shows a whole lot of maturity and leadership. Also, I want you to consider this next step, engage in constructive dialogue. Now, remember my pet peeves for those of you who take notes, one of my pet peeves is to stay stuck in dialogue. But here is a little bit different. I want you to engage in constructive dialogue, which basically means uh, encourage an open and respectful dialogue where everyone has an opportunity to express their opinions. Think about that. Let's revisit that statement because it's super, super important. Encourage an open and respectful dialogue where everyone has an opportunity to express their opinions. Facilitate a productive discussion. Let's not go back to he said, she said, or you and you did this and you did that and, you know, trying to win discussion. No, a good, strong leader facilitates a productive discussion that allows for different perspectives because they're going to be in the room. Different perspectives are allowed. In fact, I'm probably throwing this idea out there. I'm sure it's already been done, but really it would be great to have a sign right before you enter the boardroom that says different perspectives allowed. And it's not only allowed, but they need to be heard and they need to be evaluated because as the leader, you don't have all of the answers and you need to lean in to the different experiences, education, and perspectives of others. And when you're dealing with critics in the boardroom or in your personal space, this approach can foster collaboration and just team building. And you can get to a decision collectively and collaboratively. Next up on deck is to build relationships and alliances in the workplace. So we know relationship building is very important. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it doesn't matter. Developing healthy relationships in the workplace, especially with other board members or other executives or other leaders or your colleagues or in your personal space, it's important because cultivating rapport and trust with individuals who may be critical of your work or your ideas or your decisions can help you build support and influence within the boardroom. Now, I'm not saying go on the side and try to build all these friendships so that they can like be your army when you're in the boardroom. But when you develop healthy workplace relationships or personal relationships, you're creating and cultivating an opportunity to be seen and to be heard and for others to really understand your approach and your vision. And that's really important, especially if you're trying to expand your bandwidth as it relates to influence because you know that it will help serve the greater good of the organization. Next, we're going to talk about staying confident in your expertise. 
Now, again, you know I'm always reminding you of the instrumental importance of always learning, being a continual learner, a lifetime learner. But staying confident in your expertise is really critical when you're up against a critic. Remember that you were appointed to the boardroom for a reason. You were appointed to your leadership role for a reason. So trust in your skills, knowledge, and experience. You didn't just land that position on accident. You were chosen. And that also puts a high level of accountability and responsibility on your lap, my friend. So when you're responding to critics, convey confidence. Don't lose that footing in your abilities while remaining open to feedback and improvement. Do not lose that confidence in your ability. Because once you start to break down the walls of your confidence, your critics have won and they want to win. But if you can start to see them through the lens of good and not see them as critics and see them as just valuable people that have a different perspective, then you can change your whole positioning and your internal viewpoint. Doesn't mean that you should tolerate poor behavior. Doesn't mean that you should allow disrespect. It just means seeing everyone as a human. We all fumble. Again, remember to stay confident in your expertise. And we're going to have two more here before we wrap up. The next one is to learn from your experience. Boy, oh boy, have I learned from mine. Treat criticism as an opportunity for personal and professional growth. So it doesn't necessarily mean what that person is criticizing you about that I'm asking you to go change that. No way. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you're constantly feeling that you're coming up against criticism in the boardroom or in your personal or business space, then learn from that by how do I get stronger when dealing with objections? How do I get stronger with dealing with criticism? How do I get better at not being dismissive or defensive? How do I start to lean into active listening versus already listening? That is what I'm saying and suggesting here when I say learn from the experience. Reflect on this feedback that you've received and use it to, I wish I had a drum roll, enhance your decision-making process. Think about that for a minute. When you learn and you reflect on feedback received, you can use that very awesome chunk of information to enhance your decision-making process and leadership approach. Build a culture of respect and feedback is the final one leader that I want you to know, again, I'm going to say it, build a culture of respect and feedback. If you foster an environment where constructive criticism is valued and encouraged and is being delivered with care and respect, that goes a long way. By setting this tone for respectful dialogue, it just allows people to raise their hand and offer feedback that you may never have heard that could be life-changing, game-changing for you as a leader. And when you create a culture like this, it allows and supports open discussion and encourages diverse perspectives. So let's wrap up by saying this. Dealing with critics in the boardroom or in your personal life or business operation requires delicate balance between listening to feedback, defending your positions, 
and maintaining professional relationships. And so when you master these strategies, my friend, you can effectively navigate challenging situations and help drive the boardroom towards better decision-making and better decision-making for success. That was the final piece there. We all want to win and we want to win well. And let's do it by not falling into the negativity of critics and letting it derail you. Until next time, my friend, be unstoppable.